Welcome, folks, to episode 48 of Door Tunes. It's a big hello from me, and it's a big hello from... Me! I'm back. We're both back. <laughs> We're both back. Yes. So, before we start, I thought I'd give you a bit of an update. We've been gone for a couple of months. Um, basically, uh, there's been a lot going on, really. Um, Will is incredibly busy, always. <laughs> um, I'll let him tell you about that in a minute, in a second. But then, for me, um, I had a bit of an accident. Um, oh, you did, didn't you? <clears throat> I did, yes. I fell over and I uh, fractured my arm. So, as of only last week, I am free. I no longer have to wear a splint. Um, so, yeah, that's been a bit of a bother. And then work's just been crazy, crazy, crazy busy. So, yeah. And then Will's been crazy, crazy busy with all the stuff that he does. Yeah. He, has, <laughs> he finds enough time in the in, in the day to sleep. Oh, that's just, it's my, I make myself busy, I think. It's my fault. Um, but it's because I want to do lots of things. Yeah. And, yeah, so I've got the full-time job. But it's job. good busy. Yeah. And then I've started teaching, yeah. um, teaching music composition at a school. And I'm starting mm-hmm. at another couple of schools in January. So I'm going to be doing my full-time job. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. After that, going to different schools and going to teach there. And then teaching guitar and have just uh, set up online guitar teaching. So that's the other thing to keep me nice and busy. You know, there's not enough hours in the day. I also want to just say a massive thank you to um, John Hillman for our previous episode. Because that chat was... Um, a long time in the making and uh, it was a bit annoying because we had to re-record it um, because oh, of that my silly math. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, John. And I think actually that's probably my my most listened to soundtrack of the year, according Ooh. to my Spotify anyway. So awesome. If yeah, you do, I had you, to look through my Spotify. Chance to listen to it. <laughs> Oh, did you? Yeah, I had to look through mine. and Not as much it's, VGM. It's, it's awful. <laughs> I, I think I don't listen to much music. And I think there was one... I know I told you mm. there was no video game music on there. There was one, and it was a Witcher 3 track. And that was it. But everything else was Blink, oh, okay. Nirvana, and everything that I just listened to as a teenager. and just haven't <laughs> evolved. Um, yeah, mine was all pretty much VGM. Yeah. So, yeah. Not a surprise. It's an effort um, I'll make in the right. new year. I'll listen to more video game music. And on that point, I think maybe we should get started. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so first track is from me, and it is by the absolutely lovely Gary Scheiman, who's previously been on the show. Um, really, really nice guy and super talented. Um, obviously, because he's done like Bioshock, you know, um, phenomenal stuff indeed. And um, this is actually from, this is exclusive, may I just add also. Um, <clears throat> very kindly, uh, they have allowed us to um, play this. So this is the first time you'll ever hear this on a podcast, um, unless you own the game, because then you'll hear it a lot. <laughs> but anyway, um, but what's the game? Um, the game is Torn on PSVR, which is um, basically a story about a, a, a woman, a girl, who um, finds her way into this kind of really odd house. And the house kind of is full of stuff. And she meets this, like, little spark. Um, and it's actually a, a a man who's been turned into this spark. And you have 
you have to try and find out um, where his wife is and what the story is, and you're going through the house and you know solving puzzles, and it's really clever actually. I quite enjoyed it, <clears throat> and it, and the music obviously, but with being Gary is phenomenal. Um, so obviously, Will, you've not played it. You've not got PSVR, have you? You've got Oculus. I- I've got an Oculus, yeah. I do have a PlayStation 4 now, though, um, which is finally. But yeah, I've just got the Oculus for VR, and I need to plug it back in. I I reinstalled everything on my PC, um, as you tend to Mm -hmm. do with Windows. I know all the Mac users are very happy and it all works, but some stuff did not work for me. So I reinstalled everything, and obviously I've lost all my... Not lost my games, they're still there. I still own them, but yeah, just the effort of setting everything up again. No, I know. I'm the same with this Mac at the moment, because... Obviously, we had the um, we um, just wiped it and started again. None of my music is on here. Um, some of the programs I need aren't on here. Um, so yeah, it's been great. <laughs> yeah, but as long as you make sure this is what I tell everyone with their phones and computers and everything, just have everything backed up. Like, there's no mm. excuse not to have stuff backed up now. As soon as you save anything, it goes straight into Dropbox or Drive, and then they've all got their own backup systems. Like it's super easy now but i still see people all the time online being like oh i lost my phone can you text me all your numbers like what do you mean Ah." yeah yeah anyway that's just a personal (laughs) rant yeah um so anyway this is um rena's theme from torn by gary shyman Okay, so I have been playing on the PS4 a lot at the moment, Mm -hmm. and I have been playing the Spyro trilogy. So my next two tracks, so this one and the one after, are both going to be Spyro, and this one I wanted to be one of the original ones. So it was written by Stuart Copeland, who is the drummer for, do you know? No. He's the drummer for The Police. Oh, really? Yeah, which I did not know this at all. I did not know that. No. And he wrote the whole, wow. the whole soundtrack for the original, <clears throat> original Spyro trilogy. So it was released back in How random 1998. So a whole 20 years ago. Oh, don't yeah. test me. <laughs> well, I'm turning 30 was... um, in a couple of weeks, so I'm a bit uh, like, oh yeah, no. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 next year. 
Excuse me, that's depressing. Twenty um, years ago, I was working in HMV. I remember. For those, I assume most people know about Spyro. I mean, they've had twenty years to catch up with it. But for people who don't mm. know, very quickly, there, there's a baddie called um, Nasty Nork or Good. I'd really Gnork. quite like to play this. I have it's, to admit, you should. Uh, did you play the original? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I quite Good. liked them. So. Yeah. Quite wouldn't mind giving but, this a go. Yeah, I think you should. But yeah. Um, Ganasty Gnork, or Nasty Nork, he gets upset about the way all the dragons are talking about him, and so he turns them all to stone. And so you play yeah. Spyro, and you have to go around, basically, it's a platformer, you just have to go around all the different realms and free all the dragons. And the music, yeah, written by Stuart Copeland, is <laughs> fantastic. And originally, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't dynamic, because back in that day, you had the game, you had the track, and it, the track just played. So you had that for the entire level. And so mm. so you just, yeah, the music, I think, had to be, maybe, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, maybe not better than music is now, but it had to not get repetitive and really boring. It had to be, like, extra good, I think, because it will just keep on playing. There's no point where it kind of dips out. If you stay on that level, mm. you're just going to get 100%, here's the music, bum, 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 for the whole thing. So, okay. Yeah, but it's really good. Um, the one other thing to add on that, I did a quick bit of research and found out that um, Stuart Copeland, he used, and I'm going to get this name wrong, a Kurzweil K2500X keyboard, and it had um, orchestral mm -hmm. and sample stuff on there, and a Spectrasonics CD-ROMs. So he used things like um, Distorted Reality 1 and 2 and Heart of Africa. So if there's any like music buffs out there who really want to get like that original, that classic Spyro sound, get yourself one of those. Now you know how to. <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Well, the, let's give it a listen then. Yeah, the track is, this is going to be the, from the title screen of Spyro the Dragon by Stuart Copeland.
So there we go. That was uh, one from Spiral with another on the way. Um, from my track now, we've got another exclusive. This is, you know, we're, we're on a roll, quite frankly, today, aren't we? <laughs> um, this is from an upcoming game called Pathway um, on Steam. And it's done by our good friend, Gavin Harrison. Um, and it's a title called Groove Overload. I just love it. It's synthy, it's great, it's fantastic. Just basically, yeah. What kind of game is Pathway? I haven't looked into this one at all. Pathway is a strategy adventure game featuring turn-based combat and unique story encounters with music by Gavin Harrison. There you go. Um, Yeah, Pathway is available in 2019. So there you go. Another Dorktunes exclusive. Um, So (laughs) massive thanks to Gavin for that. Um, do visit his website, it's gavinharrison.com, and give him a list. Next one, like I said, is going to be another Spyro one, but this is going to be from the Reignited Trilogy. 
So mm. the Reignited trilogy is awesome. They just redid the whole thing. But the cool thing about the music is they've they've remastered the whole soundtrack. And mm. Stuart Copeland, he actually wrote an original track for the main theme, which is like a medley of lots of the other tracks. So that's the All right. that's the new bit that he's done. That's the one that we're going to play in a second. Um, oh. But yeah, that's sort of the... That's the, no, the only input he had really on this new game. Um, I think he got asked a little bit about remastering the soundtrack, but mainly they just went away, they did it, they made it all sound big and amazing. But yeah, but the new soundtrack, yeah, <laughs> the new soundtrack mm. is dynamic. That's the new thing. So now mm. when you're running around, if you do like a charge, then the soundtrack mm-hmm. will be like, dum, 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 dum. but as soon as you stop charging, it goes and it just mellows down a little bit. And mm. yeah, and if you stand around for too long, like little bits will happen, and there will be hardly any soundtrack at all. So now it's proper dynamic, like most games do. So that's a really nice bit. Yeah. Um, like the other thing, like Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, that kind. Of, yeah, did that's they do dynamic so, music? Did they do that on that one? So when you remastered it. Yeah. So like um, in the first of the 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 new the new trilogy. Yeah. Um, Jason Graves, because I saw this at GMC. Jason mentioned, and he sh- they showed a, a section basically where you're, the music is quiet and you're not doing anything, you're just kind of, you know, fighting about. And then um, she comes, she gets closer to some enemies and the music kind of ramps up and it ramps up and ramps up and then you know, it gets quite bombastic when you're actually fighting the enemies and then when they, when they die, it goes back quiet again. So yeah, it's yeah. dynamic. I know, on the original... Tomb Raider, they did have some dynamics already in there because I remember I got it in my head of like the first time you meet the wolves or when that bloody bear comes out the first time and the music just boom, and it ramps up. You're like, oh god! So they had some dynamics in there. <laughs> it's definitely mm. effective. Oh, and the one other nice thing they've done on this remastered trilogy is you can switch between the new uh, dynamic soundtrack. Well, first of all, you can switch between having the dynamic soundtrack or turning the dynamics off. And you can also switch mm-hmm. between having the new soundtrack and having the old soundtrack. So you can play the whole remastered trilogy with the original soundtrack, which I thought that was a really nice kind of a little sort of, here you go, fans, there's something for you. You can build, you can be happy. Yeah. Here's a question and yeah. I was going to ask. Can you also do that with the visuals? No, you can't. Oh. Otherwise, yeah, I guess it would just be with the visuals. You'd just be playing the original yeah. game. But... Yeah, that would yeah. be just a bit weird. I think people have a, um, <laughs> a strange, like an actual attachment to the music more than the visuals. It's it's something yeah. that they is embedded in their mind. Because, um, you know, when you think back of an old game, oh my. You, you don't think about them being really sort of rubbish graphics to you. You think, you imagine it like this awesome game. That's what it looked like. It was really cool. So I think if yeah. you switch back to the original, then it would be a bit strange. Although saying that, they did do that in... Metal Gear Solid 4, if you switch, um, there's and, certain bits where it goes back to the original stuff. That's interesting. And the new Wonder Boy. Is it Wonder Boy? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think so. Anyway, yeah. but that's anyway just, it's that's very cool. An aside. <laughs> so, okay. so this, this is... is from the uh, Spyro the Dragon, the Reignited Trilogy, and this is the new title theme, which is a medley of a whole lot of different themes by Stuart Copeland.
Okay, so my track is from... Um, I've got two tracks by the same person in this episode, and I never do that. There you go. It's a <laughs> first for me, I think. Um, this one is from a game that came out last year called Get Even. Um, it's one of those things where you, one of those games where I think you're trying to find out what you've done or who you are. Um, it's quite clever. Uh, it's definitely on the list to get. So um, must get it. Must play this in the new year. Um, but I'm doing like a, I don't know, I'm doing a thing on on the consoles now where it's three games out, one game in. That, yeah, that's just, a good way to do it. The amount of games I need to finish. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Um, this is called Regrets, and it is by one of the loveliest chaps um, in VGM um, called Olivier Derivier. Really, really nice. Met him a few times. So talented, it is insane. So yeah, this is um, Regrets from Get Even. And did you say you went to see him recently? Yeah, I went to, um, it was the Wise Interactive Symposium, I think was the official name of the event in London, and Olivier was there, and he was doing a talk. Oh, yeah, that was only a few weeks ago, he did ago, a talk about Get Even, and it was really uh-huh. interesting. Um, he said it was his most ambitious project yet. Oh, yeah. Because what he likes to do, he likes to push the boundaries of music. He doesn't just sort of write an underscore and just say, well, there's the music, it kind of, you know, does what it does. He... Like in this, mm. he embraced the wildness of the game, pushed the boundaries of the audio, and he implemented things like having all of the room tones. So, like anything that's happening in the room, he had all of them to be in sync, both harmonically and rhythmically, with what his music was doing. So, there's like a there's mm. a sound of a clock, and that will be at the same tempo as his music. But as the music ramps up a bit later, so he's quite happy to build up like the music and make it really tense and almost unbearable as that's ramping up the clock will be going faster and louder the sounds of like some there's weird voices like a man banging on a wall saying something that will be getting louder and faster and so everything it's not just music it's music and sound effects all bundled into one big thing um and he he went through the whole process of how he did this and it was mad and if you look at all the stuff in the in the in the back end just the logic to do it yeah it's crazy and yet, at the end of mm. it, you end up sort of playing it and going, yeah, that works. So it's kind of, <laughs> it does what it's meant to do. But when you actually look at how mm. it's done, you're just like, whoa, did, did, why did he do that? Why did he not just write some music? But yeah, he really likes, he likes pushing the boundaries. <clears throat> yeah, he, he seems to work slightly differently from other composers. Mm. I mean, everybody works differently, but he works kind of like very much outside the box. Yeah, he does. He has yeah. a... Um, a principle, I think, mm-hmm. and its principle is that music is not just music. You basically you're using your craft to envision music as an asset of the game. So it to him, he said it has to be meaningful to its own purpose, and it's there to mm. serve the game at the same time. But the music itself yeah. needs to be meaningful. It's not just there to be in the game. He says, right, no, this piece of music means something to me. This is something I'm going to pour my heart and soul into. And at the same time, it needs to serve the game. So that, he said that was this like overarching principle of the whole thing. And I thought that was mm. a really interesting way of approaching it. And then it allows you to, yeah, come at it from different angles rather than just, I'm going to write some music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's making me tired just thinking about it. I know, I know. <laughs> right, well, this is Regret 
um, from Get Even.
This one is I, by the wonderful... I know this, I know this. <laughs> this one is by the wonderful Jason Graves, who I think might be most known for the Dead Space series, but this mm-hmm. is completely different. So the game is Moss. And have you played this one on the PSVR? Yes, I have. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It looks lovely. And it's available, I think, mm-hmm. it, did it come out on PlayStation originally, I think, and now it's available on yeah. everything. So you can get it on Steam and Oculus as well. So I will be yeah. playing it. But yeah, you play you play a mighty little mouse called Quill, and like she dreams of greatness. And is it is it true that you, as the player, you're sort of another character almost, and you're basically guiding her through the story and through the adventures? Yeah. Basically, you're like a... You're a bubble, basically. Um, and you have to guide her um, and help her with um, environmental puzzles and things like that. It's really cleverly done, really brilliantly done. And the music is just wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's Jason. And I mean, it's... He's done, like, yeah. the new Tomb Raiders. He's done Dead, Dead Space, excuse me. He's done loads of other stuff. And he's just brilliant. And he's also really, really lovely as well. Yes, he's such a nice person. <clears> he's <throat> happy a bit to of a chat theme. all the time. And he's, yeah, a very nice person. Yeah. He's really, really nice. He's so intelligent. Um, it's really interesting hearing. I think it's really interesting hearing anybody speaking about how they create stuff. Mm. But I think Jason, in particular, and the way he does his kind of composing is is very interesting. So, but yeah, if you do get a chance, do pick it up because it's wonderful. And you will fall in love with um, Quill. Yeah. Well, he said he said he did fall in love as soon as he saw the character. He's like. She's amazing. I need to write the music for this. That was really mm-hmm. nice. Um, he also said, talking about writing music for a VR game, um, he said writing music for Moss was, he basically took the same approach as if it wasn't a VR game. So the music works as an underscore and it guides the player's emotions. So I think when you've got VR, you've got two options. You can either have it as like normal, as, um, as an underscore, or you can have it as a what's the word diegetic i think is the word so where the music's actually in the game itself and so then mm. if the music's in the game it sort of it reacts to all the physics or the you know the sound physics in the game and it'll be around you whereas in this one it's it's in headphones like a stereo like normal so that's just an interesting choice composers have to make when when they're writing for a vr game i think and if mm. you if you have the music in the game like they've tested stuff and people when you've got the music actually in a spot in the game, people are like looking around, trying to find where the music's coming from. So quite often mm. you just treat it like normal, have it, you know, in um, in stereo, and have it as non-diegetic, so not actually in the game itself. So I thought that was an interesting little distinction, a new a new way to approach writing music for VR, which is cool. It's um, yeah, there's a lot of discussion within the VGM community about kind of. Um, composing for in inverted commas regular games versus VR games because it is completely different yeah because obviously you're, you're immersed you're in it you're you're really immersed <laughs> you know someone can um, come up behind you like and tap friend, you on the shoulder and scare the crap out of you yeah like I had a friend come up recently and he played on my PSVR for the first time um, played some Wipeout and it, it, honestly, apart from nearly making them sick, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is that, you know, when you take the headset off, it's, there's a few seconds of, oh, I need to readjust to real world sort of thing. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, my friend came around mm-hmm. yesterday, actually, um, and he's got an Oculus as well. And we were talking about stuff, and he was saying that uh, his friend, he went round a mate's one night, put on the headset, was playing a game, but they'd been having a few drinks and stuff, and then he fell asleep. He was playing Resident Evil, um, the VR one, and he fell asleep. Yeah. And then he woke up in the morning in this abandoned house, and so he just wakes up, and like for about five seconds, apparently he was just freaking out, had no idea where he was. He was in this weird-looking abandoned house, and nothing quite seemed right. Obviously, he's still in virtual reality, but it just goes to show how your brain can be so tricked. Like you, if you think it's real, you are there. There's, you don't care about what's happening around you until you take the headset off, and like you said, you have to adjust. The only other thing I was going to say about this this track that we're going to play in a second is Jason took the approach of because he got in quite early um, there were but there were some sound effects already like on levels and so what he would do yeah. is write the music in the same key as the sound effects and it worked the other way around as well if there were levels without sound effects and he'd done some music then the um, guy doing the sound effects I think the audio director Stephen Hodd he would adjust uh-huh. the sound effects to match the music so they all work in this really nice like melodic um yeah, just very nice way. I thought that was a really cool approach. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, shall we give it a listen? Yeah, so this track is Legends Old and New by Jason Graves from the game Moss. Thank you. 
there we go. Um, what's it for me next? Ooh, I know what it is, and it's something I'm currently playing. Um, again, it's another piece by Olivier de Rivier, and it's from a release from this year called Vampire. Uh, I've got it on the PS4, and it's fantastic. Really, really can't recommend it enough. Um, it's basically you're a vampire and you're trying to find out how you became a vampire. Um, can't tell you anything else because the story is actually really, really good and you just have to play it. I think you can get it for like about 15 quid now, so it's definitely worth picking up. Oh, good. Uh, we'll have to check that one out. Um, <clears throat> but the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, obviously, it's quite dark, but I've recently, um, obviously, it's coming up to Christmas, and one of my friends has very kindly bought me the soundtrack on vinyl. Um, and the vinyl itself is gorgeous. It's um, a gatefold um, album, so obviously it folds out like a book. And then the vinyl itself is red, and it's kind of flecked black. Mm. It's really, really pretty. Um, really pretty. But um, this is probably my favourite piece from the whole soundtrack, and it's something that you kind of hear intermittently throughout the game. Because it's kind of, it's almost like the kind of theme, but it's not. Um, it's kind of anyway. Uh, it's ace. It's called New Home, and again, it's by um, Olivier de Rivier, um, who we've obviously been discussing this 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 very episode. Uh, and I can't recommend this game enough. So yeah, here we have um, New Home by uh, Olivier de Rivier.
There we go. On that note, with the um, huh. the vampire game, it, he worked with the devs a lot, which again, his, he does a different approach for everything. But in this one, he worked with the devs a lot at the beginning, mm. and he decided to choose three main states that the music would react to. So yeah. basically, if you're outside or inside, or if you're in a conversation with an NPC, the music will change. So like, if you're outside, it's all lush and full of reverb to mm. reflect like the open world. But if you're inside, um, it becomes more intimate. And it's got like softer pianos and less reverb to make everything feel more close. So I just thought that was an interesting way he approached that one. Mm. So there's a real there's a real feeling. You're not just going inside like and the sound effects change obviously, but the music changes to reflect um, where you are. Uh, see what I mean? He's just so clever. Yeah, he thinks about everything. But I think the important bit there mm. is he actually works with the developers, so he's he's properly involved. Whereas I think a I'm not mentioning any games, but some games, they just go, oh, we want some music. Oh, let's hire this guy or girl and go, cool, do some music. And yeah. And then you get some music and it sort of works. And you're like, oh, okay, that was nice. So I have played this game because quite often I'm talking about games that I haven't played. But this one I have definitely played. I traded in God of War because I completed that and... <gasps> I don't don't huh? I <laughs> once I complete a game I'm done like it's like reading books and I think there's well yeah. I don't really read but when I used to read there'd be one or two books I'd read a lot and everything and... else I'd read once and that was it once I'm done I'm done I don't want to go back and read it again and it was the same with God of War I thought it was a good game really good I play games for the story I think most of the time so once I know the story yeah I'm like oh I'm done so I traded in God of War uh-huh. And um, I got Spider-Man, which is amazing. To be fair, I've just swapped it with a friend. I've swapped um, Bloodborne, which is my game of the generation, folks. Um, I've just swapped it for Spider-Man myself, and I really need to get back into it because uh, I've only just kind of started it. I've... Okay. Yes. Yeah. I've got to. You know it started raining in my game, so people who have played it will know what that means. But yeah, it started raining. And the weather has changed. That's where I'm up to. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, the the composer for this is John Paisano. And I know mm-hmm. how to say that name because I've written down Pies are no <laughs> to make sure I remembered how to say his name properly. So John Paisano, um, he was brought on early in the development. Again, like we were saying about uh, Olivier, he was brought on early in the development of the game. And I think he worked on it for almost two years in the end. And yeah, yeah, which two years to make, yeah, make music. It seems like a long time, but when you think about it, it's not with the amount of music you'd have to make for that game. And there's so many just areas and it changes depending whether you're swinging through the city. I mean, yeah, sounds about right. Two years. Um, but he was tasked with making music. Oh, sorry. Yep. Go ahead. No, I just, it, I'm just going to say it blows my mind when. You know, you hear a composer say, oh, I was working on it for like two, three years. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And then when they release the, like a soundtrack, you've got, it's like a normal 15 track sort of CD. It doesn't seem like that would take two years, but because it's a game, everything mm-hmm. is dynamic now. And so you've just got stems and stems and stems and it all stacks yeah. up and it's all got to work together. But yeah. Um, he was Jason tasked... uses a lot of stems. I know that. Yeah. It's... You've, I think they've got to decide like how dynamic do they want to make it. So, do you want to? Yeah, you could have just have a simple three layers, 
um, that reacts to... You've got to decide what does it react to in the game. Does it react to whether you're in a battle or does it react to how happy the character is or something? But this is why I think, again, it's important to work with the devs so you can understand what they want from the game, what they think the most important aspects are, and then you get your music to like hook into that variable and then mm-hmm. do it from there. But with this one, Spider-Man's very, very cinematic and John was tasked with making the music like as an actual mm. character, apparently. That's what he was told. He said it needs to be an actual character in the game rather than just an underscore. And on top of that, each character had to have a theme and that theme would have to evolve and develop with the character in the game. <laughs> so he Is had that a... all? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's about right. Oh, and... He had to score it more as Peter Parker than Spider-Man because one of the things in this game is Spider-Man's kind of grown up now. He's not he's not like a 16-year-old mm. sort of messing up, just finding out who he is. He's like, I think he's in his maybe late 20s or mid-20s or something in this game. Yeah. Um, so they still wanted to keep that superhero kind of Marvel theme in there, but they wanted to show that Spider-Man had grown up and sort of knew himself. So he, the, to the final bit, he was tasked, yeah to score it more as Peter Parker than Spider-Man. So, not much to think about. You know, just write some tunes. I know. I mean, (laughs) as a composer, I think I'd just cry. (laughs) It's a bit like, um, you know, (laughs) it's a bit like MasterChef. When I see somebody on that and they go, right, okay, here's some ingredients, just make something. And you've got an hour. I'd be like, (laughs) right, okay. I'd just just sit in the middle of the floor and cry. Yeah, I would have And say, you can have spaghetti hoops on toast. (laughs) And even that, I might mess up. There's not a 100% chance it's going to go right. So that fire could happen. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, this is the main theme from Spider-Man by John Pazano.
excitingly, we've got my last song, my last piece, my last choice. Um, this is from a dear, dear friend of ours, um, Austin Wintry. Um, and this is from Pode, which was released this year on Switch. And it's adorable. I've not played it yet, but again, it's on the to-play to pile or to buy um, at some point. It's like... Um, it reminds me a bit of... Do you remember Head Over Heels? The the song or the... <clears throat> no, the game. No, I don't know the game. Is that before... Yeah, it's before your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's depressing. Anyway, um, it's an isometric 3D kind of platformer. Um, but it's done in pairs. So there's like two characters. A bit like um, Ilo Milo that came out on the PS3 a few years ago. I'm learning. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no, it's it yeah, it's like puzzle platformer kind of thing with gorgeous music, obviously by Austin, the man who I think doesn't actually sleep. He just works and works and works and works <laughs> and works. Crazy, but he's announced another game um, <clears throat> that he's scoring uh, this week. Uh, I can't remember who what it is, but yeah, um, <clears throat> he's never ever. He he just doesn't stop. Crazy, but yeah, this is um, falling upward. Um, from Pode. So we are on to the last one, and this one, I, I've i rambled a lot on all the other ones and talked a lot, and this one, I'm not going to ramble. I just wanted to include it because just it's really beautiful. Uh, it's, it's Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker singing as their characters in The Last of Us 2. So it's Ellie and Joel's um, song, it's the main theme. It's from the PlayStation Experience uh, back in 2017, and... I think I stumbled across it because I watch a very geeky YouTube show called Critical Role, which is, mm -hmm. uh, they describe it as a bunch of nerdy ass voice actors playing D&D. &D. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I watch, I heard of that. It, it's so good. It's, 
even if you don't like I've played a bit of D&D but only because I started watching this and I thought I really want to try and mm. because they're all professional voice actors they all they do their characters really well and they all interact and improvise really well and they have an amazing um it sounds so so geeky when you say dungeon master but they have an amazing mm. DM um who's also a voice actor Matthew Mercer and so this is how I found out about Ashley Johnson and I didn't realize she is the voice actor for Ellie in The Last of Us. And I did a bit of searching and then I came across this, which is yeah, both of them singing this lovely track. And I thought it'd be a good one to kind of see us out of the show, really. Yeah, this is really lovely, I have to admit. Yeah. So this is Ellie and Joel's song um, from the PlayStation Experience 2017 and from the game The Last of Us 2. Self-denial 
and go singing home to God. I'm going there to see my Savior. I'm going there no more to roam. I'm just a I'm just a going over I'm just a going over Jordan I'm just a going over home I'm just a going want to say goodbye and hopefully we'll see you before Christmas um, for our last episode where we've got a really exciting um, guest coming on the show. Um, would you like to know who it is? I would like to know. It's a chap called Kenny Young. You may, you do know Kenny's work. Um, he's scored Little Big Planet. He's uh. scored the recent one on PSVR, Astrobot. Yep. Though she's um, come out recently, hasn't it? That's loads got really and good loads reviews. Of stuff. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. I personally think it's actually better than um, Mario sixty four. Mm. Mhm. Mm. And he's done, yeah, he's done Tearaway. Yep. He's done loads of stuff. So yeah, he's going to be on the show. Uh, he is phenomenal. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, so it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. So we'll see you soon, and if we don't, we will see you in the new year. Have a good Christmas and festive break, etc. Everybody.